New music. And RCs. Brought to you by ServerPress, Maker's Desktop Server. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out over at serverpress.com. And Project Panorama is a visual, visual project management platform for WordPress that keeps clients happy and eliminates the headaches that cost you time and money when managing projects. Check them out at projectpanorama.com. Work over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash WPWaterCooler. We'd really appreciate if you did that. I'm Jason Tucker, director and developer. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. I'm Steve Zengit. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. She say read. She's not here today. Check her out. Say read media on all the things. It's your boy Jason Cosper, aka Fat Mullenweg. What up? Leave us a review as a podcast on wherever it is that you may be listening to this podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. We'd really appreciate that. And lastly, if you want to come and hang out with us in Discord, go to wwaterport.com slash Discord. So, Steve, the reason why the song's different is I like I like the new music. Show. It's it was it's, it's a cool. Show. Oh wow! You know, and I I should I should really pay attention. I love it. I love it. Steve, Steve breezed in about two minutes before we started recording. So it's it's fine that he didn't recognize that it was a new show. I I, I hold no fault with him. Cost, on that. There's something about golf or something, right? He's just like complaining about golf again. Is that what it was? <laughs> I can't remember. What? Yeah, birdies and holes in ones, and I, I I don't know. It's been it's it's been a minute. I don't know. I I, I think I think he was talking about uh, he lost his clippers. He wanted to cut his hair, and he lost his clippers. Yeah. All right, enough. So enough. Yes, my team is out of the out of the playoffs. Okay, moving on. It's the dev branch, right? <laughs> dev branch. Yeah. We'll talk about the developer side of it. So who who are they going to pick up next year in order to be able to make sure that they win? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just because Alex Vasquez might listen to this show, hopefully Damian Lillard. So, and then we're just going to leave. Nice. It <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, today we're talking about uh, the importance of uh, of testing your code uh, in the in the betas and the RCs. Um, Cosper, you're saying uh, during our pre-show that uh, RC one just came out, and yeah. we're we're having to look at that, right? Yeah, uh, our RC1, uh, release candidate one of WordPress 5.8 just dropped. And um, really, uh, when we start getting into uh, the release candidate um, area, you start getting those uh, nags from the WordPress repository if you have uh, something in um, the repo, either the plugin or the theme repo, to, hey, test against the new version of WordPress. Uh, I, I think that this is, you know, this is something that's a good thing and, and something that needs to be done. But I think as developers, even if you don't have a plugin in the repo, when they hit the release candidate, uh, it's a good time to start thinking about testing your code 
to to make sure that you know when you decide to finally uh, you know update your client sites or whatever that things will go smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how many times we've ran into issues where, um, you know, a new plugin or an existing plugin, just, you could tell that it just wasn't tested <laughs> and things aren't working correctly and things well, start I mean, breaking and new features come out and they haven't even been like battle tested yet. They've just been kind of sitting around for a little while and they finally release it. There's some stuff in this one that could definitely have those types of issues. Are, are there any JavaScript changes in this one? Uh, because that was the that was the real headache with the last couple of releases was the uh, was all the JavaScript headaches. And those, uh, granted, those were more plugin issues, but it it just seemed to be a whole system issue where there were was a lot of uh, JavaScript JavaScript stuff, and it was all dashboard side, right? It wasn't really client side stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We we don't have say here to uh, to have. Um, that, that's what that long to, pause to, was about. That's for say to, to for us to edit and say later. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been longer. Absolutely. We should have just waited a little bit longer because it, it wasn't it wasn't long. <laughs> yeah, so I loaded up the uh, the um, the release candidate page um, yep. here so you can take a look at it and um, you know just some of the uh, you know some of the new things that are that are in it and what's to be expected from it and, and that sort of stuff. There, yeah, there's a there's a decent amount of stuff, especially when it comes to the to blocks and um, even uh, editing post templates. You know, there's just we're going to go through this stuff when it actually gets released. But um, the 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 idea of having to go through and make sure you're testing uh, testing everything. How how do you think uh, things should you know people should be approaching this when they are going through and and wanting to be able to test against this release candidate or even the next, the next piece that comes out, how should they approach that Cosper? You know, uh, when I have done testing on my, um, plugins and stuff in the repo, uh, I really, uh, I mean, it, it depends on what your code does. Um, in the case of, um, at one point I had a, uh, four strong passwords plugin in the WordPress plugin repository, um, and making sure basically kind of like Steve said that, um, you know, there weren't JavaScript changes that ended up breaking the library that I used, um, making sure that the library was actually still up to date. Um, you know, those are things that I, uh, tried to regularly do outside of WordPress releases, but it's always a good time to go through and double check that sort of thing. Um, you know, make sure that the functionality of your plugin still does what it says it does that, that people aren't running into. And that's, that's fine uh, for something where it's like you just force a user into using a strong password. That's a pretty simple, straightforward plugin. But when you have something with a lot of moving parts like EDD, like WooCommerce, um, like even Gravity Forms, um, there's, there's a lot more stuff to check. Um, and I, I mean, I, I almost wish that we had a developer uh, of a larger plugin like that to, to talk about that. Uh, Steve, what, what do you guys do when a new version of WordPress drops? Just, uh, throw it on production and hope for the best. 
I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. We, um, so, um, we, we actually have a policy where, where if it's a major version of WordPress, like five, eight, we, we actually won't deploy it, uh, on our, on our production sites. Right. So we, um, on all of our, uh, on, on all of our servers, um, um, let's take Nexus, for instance, we've told, uh, you know, on our hosting plan, basically we said, do not update core uh, for us. We we control that update, right? And so, uh, like I said, as a policy, we're not gonna when five eight comes out, we're not gonna update it on any of our uh, production sites. We're gonna wait for five eight one um, or even five eight two just to give us some some extra time for testing. But I always I always like to wait for that dot one just so that all the the the, you know, the bugs are kind of worked out um, before we go onto our production sites. But what we do is we'll. Uh, for major versions, we'll test it locally uh, or in some sort of a sandbox, um, you know, with a with a, a clone of the production site uh, to just make sure everything's working correctly. Um, that's you know that that that's 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 you know that's what that's what we do here. Um, we don't um, we we also have um, you know a lot of automated testing tools that will let us know when something goes wrong. So so when these things do break, we're typically alerted right away. You know, when something goes wrong, so that we can go in and address it. Um, I was going to say, you know, um, this is sort of off topic a little bit based on what you asked, but I'm noticing that a lot more plugins and themes are making use of auto loaders. Um, and so, um, auto, an auto loader has the ability to sort of circumvent WordPress's natural, you know, filtering system or the way it, the order in which it, it activates, uh, plugin technology and, and, and where things are supposed to be activated. And so sometimes if an auto loader isn't built correctly, or if it's not looking for a particular edge case or some, some setup in your site that it by itself can cause a bug because it's loading something too soon in the stack for, uh, you know, for WordPress to be able to handle. Um, and I noticed those things because we use auto loaders as well. You know, our our our, our standard system, we we make we make pretty good use of the MU uh, plugins directory. So we have our own our own folder that we're putting inside of MU plugins for all of our custom code, um, and we use an auto loader there. And so we we notice our stuff pretty quickly if something goes wrong because because of the way our auto loader system is set up. You know, we're we're going to get the bugs kind of quicker than than most but i'm noticing auto loaders are being added into a lot of third-party technology recently mm. yeah absolutely um i i will say um i used to um maybe maybe it's age maybe it's experience uh <laughs> perhaps it's both um uh, but uh back in the day just just even a few years ago uh i was one of the um the wild few who decided uh, that, you know what, um, WordPress.com runs on basically trunk. <laughs> they are effectively using, uh, and this, at least they were uh, as of like five or 10 years ago, they were running on uh, WordPress trunk to, to test stuff out that, you know what, screw it. My site's going to do it too. And um, most of my production sites, despite the fact that they say not to do it, were running trunk. And, and occasionally there were bugs, uh, but it was actually fairly solid. Uh, it was, it, it worked fairly well. Uh, but again, a lot of those sites were just little stupid things. You know, my blog, if my blog went offline for an afternoon, um, oh no, people can't read a three-year-old post on, 
uh, thing that I wrote or something, you know, it's, it's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. Um, let me just clarify, you know, while we, we hold up those core updates and run those manually uh, on our own, yeah. we're actually not really worried about core, right? I'm not, I'm sure. not worried about what core is going to do by itself, right? If, if we were just running core and like a 2021 or excuse me, 2020 theme, right? I wouldn't, I would let it go ahead and update. It's the plugins that I'm worried about, right? It's all the third party oh, yeah. technology that don't get updated at the same rate that I'm worried with. That's where I worry about the conflicts, right? And so um, that's why we don't update core uh, or we, we update core manually. Yeah. Uh, when I was working at WP Engine um, just a few years ago, uh, I'm not sure if they still do this or not, but um, there always tends to be that WordPress release around December. Uh, so it's right in the middle of uh, the holiday season. And if you are running a site where you're selling something, the last thing you want to do is run a major update in the middle yep. of, yeah. Um, so they would hold, and I know it was something uh, that Matt would get a little bent out of shape over, uh, is that WP Engine would hold the release, that major like Christmas time, you know, holiday season release uh, until the next year. And in a lot of cases, they would wait just like you, Steve, uh, until the, the point release, the point one was out yeah. and say like, okay, we're not going to start pushing this as an update to our customers. And um, I, I think uh, one of the reasons Matt got mad is because it's like, you guys are a managed host. Like you should be able to manage this for your customers. And it's like, <laughs> this is, yeah. this is yeah, how we are yeah. managing it. That's right. You're managing we're, expectations. We're expectations. Yeah. We're managing. Yeah. We're managing. We're managing. We're managing. We're managing. You yeah. know, I I wonder if if Matt would be interested in just going to WP Engine and sitting with all of the support staff and and just answer all of those messages that come. I, I was going to say, yeah, let him let, let, let him let him let him work the support desk for a day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, totally. You know, there's there's a couple things in in the page that you had up earlier, Jason. That uh, that I'm 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 a little or I want to call out. I, I I'm a, I'm a little concerned about. Right. Um. Now it is an edge case, but they're dropping support for IE11 uh, in this uh, in this release. Right. Not that I'm advocating anybody use IE11, but there are you know um, large corporations that have IT departments that don't update their browsers for many different reasons, right? And so that by itself uh, could cause some some headaches in, uh, in, in um, situations where, you know, people have a sort of a controlled environment that they that they don't have any choice, right? Where IT's basically said, you know, this is this is what we're using. Again, I think that's an edge case, right? I'm, I'm not yeah. worried about support for IE11, but I always get concerned when they're dropping support for something like that. Yeah. Uh, but one that goes along with that is the um, adding support for WebP. WebP yep, I was going to call that I mean, out as well. Like, <laughs> like we're we're all installing plugins to support WebP, or we've all come up with our own like special sauce to kind of make that thing work. And to you know, when you go and add add support into core for that sort of thing, you have to either make sure that you know that your plugin is smart enough to realize that core is has added that. So now you're gonna have to you know go through, or maybe the functionality within core isn't as robust as what the uh, functionality is for that third party uh, plugin. 
Yeah, and and the the other thing I'm concerned about when they start adding support for a new image type is now they've messed with the, all the media functions, right? That are that are, that are in inside of core. And so, uh, what without digging in, what this means to me, adding a dish, adding support for WebP means that they've adjusted the. Um, uh, the, the the functions around WP attachments, right? So it's it's any of the, those attachment calls, which is the best practices for building something into your theme or plugin, right? But it, it says to me that that, that those are now those, all those calls are now vulnerable. Well, you know they're getting rid of IE um, uh, eleven <laughs> there. So uh, looking on on uh, and ca on can I use? Um, you know you see right over here on the left here that uh, it's still red. So. You know, good riddance. <laughs> Browser yep. released in in uh, what? Well, but this is thirteen. But you're, but you're, yeah. I uh, look. I I I'm I'm all for getting rid of any versions of IE uh, or any any Microsoft browser. Period. Right. I think that you should just put reds next to all the edge ones as well. Uh, but people still use these things. So, um, yeah. but you were looking. I think that page you were looking at was specifically is can IE eleven support WebP. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Just, well, you know, just it's like clarify. you're looking at it and you're going, well, you know, uh, obviously. You could put anything yeah. in there and IE11 is going to be red, right? <laughs> you, could, you could literally put HTML in there and IE11 is going to be red. Right. You, yeah. But you look you look at the, the can I use uh, and uh, the big thing for me that's kind of wild about that is uh, that Safari, Safari has support for it, but it has partial support. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, not all partial, of, yeah. yeah, partial support. Partial uh, and, uh, I know that the world is more than just Apple, uh, despite the fact that I'm uh, Steve jobs, fanboy, number one over here. Um, I will, um, <laughs> I, I will say that, um, there are a lot of people who browse the web on their iPhones and, yeah unless they are on the latest and greatest version of iOS, um, they're going to run into a problem when WebP images, especially stuff that uses kind of these uh, more fun edge cases, um, crop up. They're going to be like, oh, the site looks broken. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm making the assumption that um, you know that they're they're building in those those proper fallbacks right in inside of the image tags. I'll have to look at yes. it because I haven't looked at the code. So the, those are. fallbacks will be there. All right, <clears throat> but anytime you start messing with those tags, um, you're you're vulnerable to bugs. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. that but that also assumes um, you know if if you're not building things in Gutenberg, if you're still using a theme, that the person implementing the theme is putting the WebP images in in the the right way in the image tags. So, yep. <clears throat> I want to know whether you're going to drop support for the classic editor. Ooh, hmm. That's a Maybe we'll discuss that next week. That's a topic all by itself. The classic <laughs> editor will be, <clears throat> will be know, the next I, water. I, yeah, yeah. I've I've been uh, I've I've slowly but surely have been adding more blocks to my sites now, and have <clears throat> started working on rebuilding <clears throat> watercolor and and you know Gutenberg as well. So, but there's yeah, a, there's a, a I mean this is, I, I know this is off. I know this off topic, but there's a there's a whole group of plugins that rely on Classic Editor, right? That that that, that need Classic Editor just for their front end interface that are not Gutenberg compatible. 
Yeah. And those all will no longer be relevant anymore. So we'll have even less plugins that are in the repo that are going to be updated. <clears throat> yep. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think if you're, if, if you're someone who's, you know, making blocks, obviously that's going to be, um, that's going to be the, uh, you know, a place that you really need to test, um, version 10.7, uh, of the Gutenberg plugin will be, um, um, with this as well. So you want to make sure you're going through and testing that stuff too. So yeah, there's, there is a, there is quite a bit that's involved in some of this stuff here. Yeah. Um, Cosper, do you, um, do, would you do any load testing, uh, with a release candidate like this? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, mainly if there is a, large amount of um, changes to how the the JavaScript is um, is implemented um, you know um, things things of that nature uh, a, a core site uh, just basic core with uh, some plain test content not any additional plugins or anything else tests basically the same like between five seven whatever the point release is right now and five eight. There's not a huge difference there. What I would do is um, I would um, maybe consider using something like uh, Codeception um, mm -hmm. to actually test um, a version of my like of a site. So basically, I would upgrade a site to uh, the release candidate of five eight. Uh, I would uh, write some tests in Codeception. Um, which if you haven't uh, played with it or used it is, I mean, I, I have seen some very non-technical users write decent codeception tests. It's basically like uh, check to make sure that this, you know, element on the page is loading, uh, you know, and then uh, check and make sure that you can click on this link. When you click on this link, make sure that, um, you know, you can add this item to cart and then you go down. Uh, basically, it's it's really simple uh, to use and, and it can be a good part of your workflow. Um, but I would take, I have a few um, WooCommerce like test installs that have, um, you know, 10,000 products and I would write some codeception tests that I have some codeception tests that basically go through and say like, okay, hit the site, click this, add this to cart, make sure the checkout flow works. Um, and you know, see if there's an issue. Um, and I, I do, and I have run those on, um, newer versions of WordPress, basically like as, as things <coughs> get ready to ship. Smart. I'll also give a shout out for Ghost Inspector, which is similar, right? Just a, it's more of a GUI uh, form of of what you're doing in Codeception, which is, uh, you know, um, again, you're just saying, is this thing loading? Does this thing do this on this page? V you know, very similar uh, process. We 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 use Ghost Inspector as part of our um, deployment stack. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we. Uh, I, I have also, uh, I've been getting into, I've been using K6 for a lot of my load testing stuff, but I've been getting into uh, flood.io um, and they have, um, they, they handle um, like Selenium and jQuery and stuff like nice. that, but they have their own um, 
their own thing uh, called Element that uh, looks uh, an Element test looks very similar to Codeception. So if you're comfortable writing tests in Codeception, writing uh, a load test uh, in um, in Flood or in Element for Flood uh, is very easy and um, actually. Um, I I, th I think they're pricing they they have a pretty decent free tier so you can um, you know throw uh, just a simple amount of load at so mm -hmm. in, in those cases where Steve said like do you load test a new release like sure I would do it with this absolutely yeah it's like five hundred hours for free yeah which like I said very generous yeah yeah cool. Buddy Works, uh, by the way, has a free tier uh, as well. Um, I don't know if that's—I uh, don't know if that's recent. I would just I had a look at their pricing for somebody this morning, um, but it's Buddy.Works, and um, this is what we use for our, um, our basically our automated deployment, our continuous integration. Right? Um, this, it's a—it's a tool chaining uh, system, um, and so you can set up something. Uh, you can—you can use. Uh, Codeception or, or Ghost Inspector as as part of your stack uh, or as part of your um, your tool chain uh, if you want to automate some of these processes. And they have a uh, they have a free tier if you look under pricing, Jason. I think it's yeah. And and like like I said, like like you just said, their free tier is actually uh, pretty generous as well. I think it's a like a hundred and twenty um, executions for for free um, yeah five projects yeah. 120 yeah 120 pipeline runs per month which is a lot wow that's cool yeah well you, they got to hook you in they hook you in and you get used to it and then they're like absolutely hey man we need that 75 bucks or 200 bucks a month from you so <laughs> well well worth it we give we give a lot of money every month to to this to these guys at buddy work so big <laughs> shout out there <laughs> I will say so we have a few minutes left and uh, we had a long silence before Steve started talking about buddy work. So I'll just go ahead and uh, <laughs> give, give a second, uh, a little shout out um, the make WordPress hosting group uh, in the core WordPress Slack um, has uh, something where they have set up uh, a way to run uh, basically the same um, CI tests, the continuous integration tests that um, run on WordPress core when a new uh, patch gets released, uh, when, you know, new code gets added and everything else. Um, so, and Jason, if you want to uh, click on the link, I, I dropped in the, the chat. Um, they, um, you can actually see that um, they have, it's going to take a second to pull up. Um, okay, so the, these host test results, um, they um, show, like, basically, okay, the last 25 tests, uh, all of these hosts have submitted and, and done tests. Scroll down a little bit more, Jason. Um, so you can see each release, so, or each, uh, you know, e each each bit of code that gets added gets tested against all of these different hosts. Wow. Wow. Um, so if you are an end user um, and are worried about the new version of WordPress running on your host, 
don't worry, a lot of hosts out there are testing to make sure that WordPress will, in fact, run on your host. That's yeah, cool. It looks like one particular host keeps having some failures to happen on that, too. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't want to mention any names, but it's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, and, but it's the only one that's failed on all three of the tests. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you can go back through the history and see like all of the different, um, like if, if you go down to the bottom, there's there's pages upon pages oh, of good. these tests. Yeah, like a 2,115 pages of these tests. And that goes back to, I think, um, Shredder, when he was working over at DreamHost, was the first one to, to set this up. Um, Very cool. And and then SiteGround started picking up a few, and you know, like kind of as you go back through, yeah. um, and and more and more hosts as time has gone on have have added their results, and it I mean it only helps the project, right? Oh, that's that's neat. I remember you talking about this uh, with me offline, but it was super interesting to see that um, how those tests are are done and. Um, what the results are of them. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Uh, I, we, we have a cron job that runs, uh, once an hour, um, and, uh, we'll just, um, submit our test results. Uh, we occasionally have some cron problems that I need to, you know, walk over and jab things with a sharp stick, but, um, you know, is that actually it, how you fix things over there or? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm remote, so I have to ask somebody to j go and jab something with a sharp stick. But I mean, cool. it's just a simple it's a simple Slack message. It's not a big deal. Uh, I was actually hoping you could like jab Chris Lemma with a sharp stick for me. And, like, like if you had sharp stick, if you had if you actually had a, a sharp stick there. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I mean, I could just maybe try to like Facebook message Melissa and ask her to walk into the office and jab yeah, him. I, but yeah, I can I can do that. I was just maybe right. hoping you had like like a like a some sort of like an end around, like you know. No. Damn it, Cosper, you're, you're you're no good that, to me. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we're definitely gonna have to do some more of this. Uh, this host testing um, topic might be something we should we should. Uh, you know, jump into at some point if, if you're if your game Cosper, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, I I like seeing how some of the stuff's done and and it'd be it'd be neat to kind of explore it if if you're interested. So anyhow, uh thank you all for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um and you have a good rest of your day. Here's our outro. Subscribe to us. Go over to dpwarcore.com slash subscribe. You can subscribe to us as an audio podcast on your favorite audio podcast player, as well as on YouTube. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye.